This is Arrested with Mike Brooks and Atlanta criminal defense attorney Dan Conway. Thanks for joining us on Arrested with Mike Brooks and criminal defense attorney Dan Conaway. Now, we've been talking about the serial uh, pipe bomb mailer that uh, that everyone has been hearing about over the last couple of weeks, Caesar Sayak. But now I want to take a look, Dan. Last Saturday, uh, I, I got a page and um, somebody told me that there was an active shooter uh, in Pittsburgh. And so, you know, I, I have different apps and different ways of listening. I turned it on and I, I was listening to sh- the Pittsburgh Police Department uh, there on the scene and it just sounded horrific. And, and we, we came to find out uh, in the end there had been 11 people killed, uh, six people wounded, four of those were police officers that got into two separate shootouts with, with this with this perp. And we later find out that he's a, a total anti-Semite. And, um, and, the, and the suspect, his name is Robert Bowers. Well, today, he was indicted by the Department of Justice on 44 different counts. Robert Bowers, who's 46 years old, now is also he's also being charged with with hate crimes and we and we'll talk about what hate crimes are and, and and what you know what are hate crimes we'll tell you about that a little bit later in the show but uh, but right now apparently he's been charged with 11 counts of, of obstruction of free exercise of religious beliefs resulting in death 11 counts of use and discharge of a firearm to commit murder during and in relation to a crime of violence, we come to find out he had a uh, he had uh, looks like an AR-15 type weapon and three particular handguns yep. that uh, that he used in this particular case. He's charged with two counts of obstruction of free exercise of religious beliefs involving an attempt to kill and use of a dangerous weapon and resulting in bodily injury. Eleven counts of use of a discharge of a firearm during and in relation to a crime of violence. Eight counts of obstruction of free exercise of religious beliefs involving an attempt to kill and use of a dangerous weapon and resulting in bodily injury to a public safety officer. And one count of obstruction of free exercise of religious beliefs involving use of a dangerous weapon and resulting in bodily injury to a public safety officer. Uh, There is also talk, Dan that he could face the death penalty. And we'll talk about the federal death penalty as, uh, you know, it, a lot of people didn't realize there is such a thing. But but looking at these th- these 44 counts, this guy, uh, I mean, he, he's a total hate monger. I, I, I think that's the best way to put it, uh, to, to go in and his victims ranged in age from 54 to 97 years old just horrific oh and, and you know and, and all and all during the week um, they have they were having you know funerals for all these 11 people president trump went there to visit uh, and light candle and, and, and to visit the folks in the hospital i mean these counts I, I there's no there's no way that in my opinion correct me if i'm wrong I think that he should face a death penalty. That's Mike Brooks's opinion. But let's go over these charges. You tell me. You're the you're the attorney here, Dan. Well, I can tell you. Um, let me kind of give some perspective first. Sure. Uh, with respect to uh, the federal charges, because they're also pending state charges. Right. Exactly. 
Um, and uh, those are the more typical state charges that you would be used to hearing, which are things like uh, murder and homicide and attempted murder and those kinds of things. Right. Right. Um, but so why is the federal uh, case taking precedent? And it's there's several reasons. First of all is resources. One of the reasons why these federal crimes exist is that when you have someone who kills people, um, many times it violates both federal and state statutes. Why? The federal law. Why does the federal law sure. get involved, right? Yep. They get involved because otherwise the cost of prosecution and all the, all, everything that goes into that falls entirely on the state of Pennsylvania. So this way you've got the entire U.S. federal government and the might of the federal government behind prosecuting this Bowers guy. So that's why they do it. Sure. Secondly, there are particular issues like the hate crimes that you're talking about yep. that are relate specifically to federal law. Gotcha. And our federal civil rights. There's also another reason, though, and that relates to the death penalty in this case. Now, this is based upon, I'm not a Pennsylvania lawyer. Right. Uh, but this is based upon, I looked this up at www.deathpenalty.org. Yeah. There's a death penalty in Pennsylvania on the books, but since 2015... Uh, there's been a gu- gubernatorial moratoria, which I, I guess means the governor said no more death penalty, right. no more people. That, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Right. So with that, you've got the federal statute. The federal statute damage to 18 United States Code 247, damage to religious property, obstruction of persons and free exercises of religious beliefs, the one that you were talking about. Yep. All right. If death results from acts committed in violation of this section then guess what? Imprisonment for any term of years or for life or both or the defendant, once convicted, may be sentenced to death. Wow. So that is specifically in the federal United States Code. Title 18 is the United States Code, 18 U.S.C., Section 247. And it's right there under subsection D1. Wow. So that's why I think in this particular case... They chose to go the way they did, and that was the first. That was the first one I read. Eleven counts of obstruction of free exercise of religious beliefs, resulting in death. Yeah, that's wow. It. Because so from there, all the other counts, if you think about, it, are relate to that. Yeah, but that's the heart of the case. The heart Absolutely. of the case is that statute, and that statute allows the judge. Yeah, in this particular case. Uh, whomever it ends up being the federal judge assigned to the case. I don't know who it is at this point. But it allows the judge wide power with respect to sentencing. And it also sends a message, and that's what where we talk about the hate crimes. I sure. know we're going to talk more about that later. Yeah. But you know, anti-Semitism is, has been called, and historically it's pretty accurate, has been called the oldest type of hate in the book. It just goes way, way back. And with respect to anti-Semitism, because of its history, because it goes back to the ancient times and it, and it always comes popping back up in different societies, that there's an issue there specifically with respect to a case like this. Because what it's saying is that we are a free people with the exercise of free religion, guaranteeing the First Amendment. Yep. Everyone has a right to worship as they wish. You can be an atheist. You can be a deist. You can be a Buddhist. You can be Jewish. You can be Christian. You can be Muslim. It doesn't matter. The point, that's one of the major points of the First Amendment. 
And what Bowers did, allegedly at this point, right. he hasn't been convicted. <laughs> nope. I'm a criminal defense lawyer. i got to say Presumption that. Presumption of innocence. Presumption of innocence is there. <laughs> right. And it should be there in this case like any other. Yep. But the bottom line is that this is the kind of crime that not only terrorizes the population and uh, sets a particular pers- uh, set of people out just for what they believe yeah. and how they wish to worship, which is their business, not the government's, not ours, not anybody else's, theirs. Sure. But beyond that, it tears the fabric of what we are as a people. The whole point of this country was it was founded by people who knew the history of the religious wars in Europe. They knew that Protestants had slaughtered Catholics and Catholics had slaughtered Protestants and Jews have been slaughtered by Catholics and Protestants and so forth and so forth. The whole point of the First Amendment was to put an end to this nonsense. You're listening to Arrested with Mike Brooks and criminal defense attorney Dan Conaway. Dan, a lot of people have been asking me, how come he wasn't charged with any kind of, of uh, terrorism charge here. And also, people have been asking me that about about um, about SAOC as well. You know, because if you look at terrorism, the unlawful force of, uh, the unlawful use of force or violence to intimidate or coerce a government, civilian population, or any segment thereof in the furtherance of political or social objectives. Could there possibly be charges like that uh, down the pike for both of these guys? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and they certainly, it certainly could fit the fact scenario in both of these cases, right? At the same time, um, and, and, you know, I, I, again, I can't read the mind of the Justice right, Department. Sure. Um, but one thing is they already have really good cases with respect to oh, prosecutor. Absolutely. You, re- you have the evidence, you have the individual in custody, you've got pretty much everything you need to prosecute these two already. Um, and with respect to uh, domestic, these were—I would argue this here might be here. This is my argument against charging with those crimes. Would be that it's really more in these two, two situations a real hatred of individuals, right? With respect to both cases, because of their personal beliefs, because of their political beliefs, because of their religious beliefs, and so therefore, yeah, it could be domestic terrorism, but maybe not. Gotcha. Man, I, both these cases are, uh, I, I think, extremely complicated. But but then again, on on the, on the side of, of the criminal justice system, extremely, extremely interesting. Coming up on Arrested, we will be talking about what is a hate crime? What is the motivation behind a hate crime? It's Arrested with Mike Brooks and Dan Conaway on the new talk, 106.7.